0: We're a friend in your ear during these challenging times. This is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast, and we've got a bonus episode for you today. Relates back to the live event we, when we took this live in front of a, a real face-to-face audience at the Bodhi Vineyard on September the 25th. Anyway, more about that a little bit later. I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbott, and my job is getting people out into nature in as many ways as possible, and I do that through this podcast and talks and writing and all different things. Who's the co-host? Yeah, no, my name's William Manclough. Thanks very much for being with us.
1: I will say quickly who I am. I'm a presenter. I do a live show every week, yeah. facebook.com forward slash shot at an angle. I'm also a photographer as well. So that's a little bit, a bit about, about myself. But today we're reflecting on the body event, aren't we? The, the yeah. live iteration of this podcast. And specifically the questions that were set to us by the audience now, we were able to we managed to get around to two of the questions and actually discuss them on the day. What was it? How many questions did we have in the end? Was it? I'm going to count them. Seven. Out. One, one two, two,
0: three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah.
1: Seven questions. We we didn't we didn't get manage to discuss all of them, and we we wanted just to reflect on that, didn't we? You know, mm, why why yeah. why didn't we get around to all of them?
0: Well, we had it in our mind. Um, it was a pilot event, and we the, the first half was the two panel speakers we had with us. Uh, they brought a question to the to the to the fireside conversation yeah. we thought we'll open the rest up to the audience uh in the second half for their questions put put their questions in my hat discuss them randomly and then there was a fourth question that was William and I set it was so fixed in our mind we were going to do that we should have actually expanded dropped our fourth question and just kept going with the listener question uh, with the audience questions because you know, you just get so fixed on what you want to achieve, and that's just that's just the human condition. Uh, and something that came out of the feedback we've had so far is more audience questions drawn from the hat. But the last ten, fifteen minutes given over to the audience sharing with us and amongst themselves techniques they've they've they use or have seen to how to sustain motivation uh, in the climate fight you know, so it's sharing experiences, um, sharing techniques to, to, to keep motivation up in the face of adversity, you know, so there's plenty of feedback, but the the two questions we did discuss, one was from Neil Rowe, and his question, and I remember this, because when you said it verbally, I didn't actually, didn't quite take it in, but when I read it, it resonated with me more, his question was, is it the cow or the how, badger, Cole pros and cons, And we realised that that was during the discussion, it was one of the same question. And very often we talk about on this podcast, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. The second question, who was that from that we discussed, William? Uh, it was from Sue Roberts um, and they'd asked
1: uh, building 100,000 houses in Oxfordshire will use up most of the carbon budget Oxfordshire can emit to keep its climate contribution below one and a half degrees centigrade. How can we stop the juggernaut of unneeded homes for greed, not need? There was a running theme between those two because there mm. was a definitely poetry going on there wasn't there?
0: yeah we didn't actually come up with any def- definite conclusions um with any of these the the either of these questions or the the two panel panelists the questions they set but it was just keeping the conversation going and keeping it in our consciousness and there isn't any one answer but somebody said and more feedback we had on that event was we were preaching to the, to the converted, but actually the converted need to be preached to because we need to keep reminding ourselves this is there. They still need engagement, you know. Um, they were two really good questions that I, I I would have liked to have allowed more time for, but th- that was the idea of doing the pilot to see what worked and what didn't. Uh, another question came in from Richard Harding. Yeah. This was really interesting the question was how can we engage more people
1: in sustainable living most people want to but seem unable to take action so that's again quite a an insightful interesting question isn't it um and just couldn't get around to it and as you said earlier you just recently just said about how that's what's come out of this pilot episode you know we Mm. we were sort of slightly fixed on our this is how the format's going to be but this is exactly why we do that we did a pilot event to get to get these to get
0: it out there and see how the format works and um. yeah, I think uh, what we learnt when we need to be a little bit more improvised um, th- than we were but what the interesting thing about that question was um, yeah most people want to but seem unable to well, we've often said it's about you know who are we engaging with on this podcast is it the converted is it the climate crisis deniers or is it the people sat on the fence because the majority of people are sat on the fence either because they don't know what to do or they don't know how to and i think richard's question taps straight into that or or is it not even
1: people is actually the systems we need to actually in, engage yeah. with uh had a yeah. great interesting conversation the other, on saturday just got, just gone past now how it was um you know how how can you tell people to do what they're doing they're not even aware of what's happening around them quite often and i and um what i sort of suggested was what i suggested at the time was that you know we've got to uh maybe change the system so it's not just a matter of uh people it's also changing this it's more changing the systems
0: and 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 the next question that we didn't get around to was some laura that's talking about systems in a way as well laura said um should we cook on electricity or gas? I don't think it's either or. I mean, there are other options we can use as well. But it's not about that we're cooking or not. It's just how often, how frequent. Maybe we don't need to use as much energy to to eat. I mean, there's a there's a there's a big movement of raw food. You know that we we you know every we assume everything has to be warm when we eat it. But there's a a raw food movement not talking about raw beef or or anything like that but you know it's sort of like well maybe think do, do i need to actually use power to actually prepare this meal it's not should i have one or the other yeah and, and also the the
1: way we way i cook at home is if we we're having some in the oven it, it is it extraordinarily rare extraordinarily rare that we'd have only one thing in the oven so mm. we would be cooking potentially something for lunch the next day so we're doing dinner Mm. lunch and often we also cook fish uh we have frozen fish for our cat so we cook the fish at the same time in the same oven and then you're using the oven once you're not using it several times Mm. but for me for me electricity is better than gas because at least in some ways you can control how the electricity is created whereas gas produces Mm. produces um, emissions doesn't it
0: I mean, uh, the, the, I can't remember what it, where it came from, but I think it was on Reddit we had this engagement um, on there and somebody was saying it's not always binary issues, it's a bit of everything. So it's a bit of electric, a bit of gas, a bit of something else. Yeah, that was from Reddit. Now, the, the, the next question uh, from Lynn, she's talking about electricity as well, a slightly longer question. Do you want to have a read through of that? It gives a good insight into the types of questions people wanted to explore.
1: Yeah, in fact, the next, I think the question after this is also includes uh, about electric cars. So there's there's a couple of questions that were literally almost by by similar themes. So Yellen, um, as we didn't get around to asking this question, unfortunately, or discussing that, I should say. uh, Electric cars need to have disposal of batteries sorted out before change to electric. Uh, The components need to be disassembled. And this needs more research as the current batteries can't be taken apart. Disposal recycling has not been thought through. Yeah, it's almost chicken and egg situation, I think. Mm. you know. We've talked
0: about this. I think S- Roman in Slovakia raised this or somebody did about uh, our green cars, the future. It's one version of the future, but it's not the future.
1: Yeah, I can't remember exactly who brought it up, but it was definitely one of our listeners in the question we debated, I think, or discussed it back in January this year, it feels like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's that chicken and egg situation where this is where technology can kind of run away with itself and say, right, cause this is what we're doing, but it's not right. necessarily thinking about... It's a bit... How, it's not thinking about how, the, the, how... About the recycling disposal of it in the future. It's a bit like how phones these days have become... Yeah. Uh, one block rather than component Mm -hmm. parts where you used to be able to change your battery on a regular basis. Um, I
0: mean, this shows a weakness in the floor of uh, John Kerry's um, statement. Uh, The solutions to all our our problems are yet to be invented. Well, this shows that just because you invent something, it takes a whole period of time to iron out all the, all the thinking behind it, all the practicalities, all the reliability issues. Because we've mentioned that, so, you know, the, the, the lithium for a lot of car batteries is going to be mined in Canada, shipped to Norway to be processed, shipped to Germany, and then shipped over to Australia to be made, and, or New Zealand. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like the new green economy is not the answer yet, because the, it's not necessarily any better at this point. So, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't be going down that road. No, exactly. Uh, but it, it does does this
1: question does thematically tie in with Martin's question. So Martin also yeah. set us a question, uh which is uh what's the environmental footprint of manufacturing batteries for electric vehicles? So it really fits into the yeah. same question. You can put these yeah. two as one question really in some respects. Okay.
0: Yeah it's sort of somebody said um on one of the podcasts um solar power solar energy the these panels aren't lasting for as long as the manufacturers initially said so it's a massive green con uh, get, getting uh, everybody to go over to solar solar power but no that that's just the as long as it is just the um the industry like bedding in it just shows that uh, as soon as you say, oh, this is solar powered, this is electric run. It doesn't necessarily mean that's the answer or the final answer or the final version of the answer. And But it also, just because it, it, it isn't perfect, it doesn't mean we shouldn't start exploring it. Because I know some rabid uh, anti-environmental climate crisis deniers who say, you know, your electric uh, ideas aren't any better, you're just as big a polluter as everybody else. That is actually a very true statement. But they that they, they use that to say you shouldn't even be bothering. But no, no, I think the the, the the Greens amongst us need to be careful say instead of saying we have the answer, I think the green electric cars are the future footpath to the answer, but they're not it yet.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's partly the reason why we are ha- thinking about how technology is advanced or has changed, I should say, uh, is how we've ended up with hybrid cars. We've got the, mm. uh, the, the sort of like the middle, middle ground. Because hybrid cars not, are, aren't the answer either, are they? So Because they still
0: produce um, hybrid cars and hybrid buses as well. A lot of buses these mm. days are hybrid. Hydrogen seems to be a really intriguing fuel. I mean, even better than electricity, potentially. And I was watching a programme the other day. Uh, somewhere in America, they were drilling down miles and miles and miles down into the Earth's crest. And they found water it's so deep that it shouldn't be there. And they also found... Hydrogen. Hydrogen. Yeah. They also found hydrogen. And I don't know if I heard this right, but they was, there was this theory that because the water, some water had been compressed so much, it had squeezed the hydrogen out of the water. And that's why there was hydrogen pockets down there. Which is really interesting. But I think hydrogen is, is something that's um, even more interesting. What's the final question that we had uh, that was set, thrown in my hat? People seem willing to actually go near my sweaty hat. Yeah, the final, quest,
1: the final question is, um, can, you see who, can you see who it's from? That's one yeah, thing I was mum. That's from my mum. So my mum was actually at the event. So if she yeah. listened to this episode, thanks mum for coming along and supporting us and putting yeah. a question in. So Carol is my mum's name because she always calls yeah. Whenever I, she introduces herself, I'm William's mum what's your yeah. name you've got a name woman mm. Mm. anyway so carol uh, the question that my mum put in was i'm worried about the impact of housing development on warren meadow on town furs in oxford will have on live valley so that's a very hyper local question mm. there um but it's it, it's indicative it's also it feeds into sue roberts's question about these building of new homes mm. uh, so warren meadow is a is a place where there is an area very close to where my mum lives uh, in first in Oxford um they're going the council want to build a certain amount of housing on this this meadow and it's right next to Ly Valley which is a nature reserve and that's
0: so it gives you it gives you some context mm. but it's not the it's not the housing that's the issue it's how the housing is built you know in and I'm not even I would prefer to see um you know empty Empty properties, commercial and otherwise, converted into domestic communal living. Um, so instead of just constantly building new homes that I'm not convinced that are... You know, that we're building new homes, but they're not council homes. They're affordable homes for people who can afford to be on the beginning of the housing ladder. They're not social housing. So it's not the... It uh, goes back to um, Neil Rowe's question... Is it the cow or the how? It's not the houses, it's the how they're being built. But it, I think Carol's thing was more of a, wasn't really a question, it was more a, a concern she wanted to share. Anyway, I think that gives a tone on the types of questions when you, you take this podcast format in front of a live audience, potentially at the Bodhi Vineyard. And, and we're looking to do it, get involved with Oxford University and having um, some of the societies of, of the students hosting it. So it then all generates interest in the younger people because somebody said um, you know there was very few young people at this event we did The reason we chose the bother was because it was in a rural area and rural areas get forgotten. There are young people there in in these rural areas, but we generally attracted the older generation who were probably the converted. But I think to engage the younger people, you need to have them hosting it with us sort of facilitating it. You have them, the panel guests that are people that they recognize. Um, And then you get the, uh, it's very hard to run an event where you get older people, younger people, a mix. You have to say, right, this is the audience you want to go for. Where are they? It can be in rural areas. But it needs to be hosted by a, a, a youth organisation in that area, don't you think? Yeah, because to
1: actually identify with any, with what somebody's talking about, you often have to yeah. identify with the person that who, who's saying it, right? So yeah. we, we are two men. Uh, Should we say in? We can't say in our forties anymore, Stuart. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry to point this yeah. point this out. Um, yeah. i'm in my 40s still Stuart's in his 50s but we are just two men in our mid-a- mid-aged mid men that we can only talk mm. about from our own perspective yeah so actually we need to engage with everybody as, as many different people from different walks of life and different mm. ages as possible to then mm. actually then engage with the the people of their age groups and their, yeah. their 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 cultures and you know that's the reason why we are we're talking to people like chase iron eyes for example yeah. and, and the guests that we have it, it helps um Helps spread that word. helps. Who's Chase Iron Eyes? So Chase um, is part is. Uh, what's the exact tribe? I can never remember the exact tribe. But it like it's a Sioux tribe in America. It's
0: the Oglala Sioux Nation.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's correct. Yeah, and uh, he's from the yeah, he's Lakota got, people's law project. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a strong connection with that. Um, and we we're having him. We've, we've recorded quite a lot of material with him Uh, hasn't been released yet. I don't think might have been by the time this comes around, but who knows Uh, it's out there or it isn't. It's it's soon to be out there. Um, We had some really good in-depth conversation with him about uh, protesting specifically, didn't we? We're we're
0: looking, yeah, we're looking at uh, including the indigenous voices, and people say in the Western world, OK, the indigenous voices are wise, but what relevance do they, they have? Well, we're going to be talking to these indigenous people about some of the questions we've already conversated around on this podcast from a Western perspective. And we revisit it from their perspective. And the truth will probably be somewhere in the middle. But yeah. anyway, that gives us that gives you as a bonus episode, gives you an idea of. The charade that took place on September the 25th at Bodhi Vineyard. Yeah, there was there was, there was a decent amount of humour going around in it,
1: uh, especially between myself and Stuart. We always bring humour to this. This is what we do. Any conversation, because these conversations can get quite serious and deep. And also quite, we, don't, we always want to stay away from posturing and uh black and white yeah. thinking so a bit of humor is always good mm. uh, one of my favorite memories is the whole thing of like uh you said oh i remember saying this on this podcast episode william what did you do you remember me saying that i'm like i don't know i'm normally asleep when you're talking and mm. then you, you threw it back at me about
0: five minutes later when i said exactly the same thing yeah. <laughs> And uh, well, what really stands out in my mind is when I actually said, "Well, I'm going to take my hat off now to so allow you all the list, of, all the audience, to put their questions in my hat." And I said, "I don't normally take my hat off in public." There was a sort of like a an impromptu drum drum roll in a cheer as my hat come off you know (laughs) yeah I thought well people are buying into the humor the humor is the saliva to make the big issues palatable that's what I always say and there was a little bit of friction between a couple of audience members one well I think was a a a farmer who uh, a dairy farmer and then there was somebody else can't can't remember who it was but just didn't didn't think you should having it should want it to be completely vegan and i th- don't think it's either or it's a bit of both a bit of it it's not what you do it's how you do it anyway everybody who came along and bought a ticket for that event thank you very much yeah
1: there's going to be more events in the new year we're planning on more events at bodhi as well with Sian. Yeah. we haven't had a full well again i i don't know when this is going to be released but uh, we want a full decompression meeting that might yeah. have happened already because we never know where this yeah. goes. out. I made a bit of a mistake in a recent episode uh, where I, where I said, Oh, we're two men in our forties. Uh mm. We'd recorded it before your 50th birthday. And you are like, mm. and, but we released it after your 50th birthday. Mm. And you probably, like, well, I,
0: I'm 50 now, son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So th- thanks for coming along. Um Do yeah, come you. along again when we run another one. Um, I will point out that uh, sometimes we will be... Uh, the audience will be the converted. Sometimes they will be fence-sitters. Sometimes they might be climate crisis deniers. Sometimes they will be older people. Sometimes they will be younger people. It's very hard to actually have an audience of mixed. I mean, because the older people don't necessarily want to go to something that caters to the younger. And the younger people aren't really interested necessarily. Not always, but, you know. And so it's sort of like... There was one bit of feedback I would uh, again point out. Somebody said, you you, you know, you're preaching the converted. Maybe you're wasting your time a little bit. No, the converted must not be forgotten about. The younger people need to be focused on in a very distinct way, not necessarily at that particular type of event. Uh, And the fence sitters need to be engaged in a different way. So just because the audience was made up of a certain demographic doesn't mean we're failing everybody else. We're trying to cater in different ways exactly yeah and i think that's enough to talk about
1: the actual event itself i just want yeah. to 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 finish off this bonus episode by saying reiterating that our release schedule is sunday and tuesday at 10 a.m or tuesday and sunday at 10 a.m depending on when your week starts <laughs> i always try and get that in there and um so join us on the on the next the next full episode um how can
0: anybody email us a question they want us to talk about?
1: You can email us, thepeoplescountryside at gmail.com. Um, I won't ask you to do that backwards. you probably got written yeah. down anyway, haven't you, Stuart? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, email us there. We're all over social media. We're even on TikTok. We're down with the kids on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, so you can always send us a
0: message via the different or, platforms we're on. Or, or that or you can leave a voice message. You can leave a voice message. That's very true, Stuart. How do you? And that can be included on the podcast if it's a good enough question. How do you, and you have a good enough podcast voice? <laughs> yeah, don't 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 leave it in this
1: sort of voice, you know. No. Um no. Yeah. So you can, you can go to Anchor, which is like a ship. Anchor on a ship. Dot FM, like on the radio. Mm. Forward slash the people's countryside, and on there, there's actually a place you can leave a recording. Um, if you've got a smartphone, it might be simpler just to be able to record it straight to the smartphone. Um, but if you've got a laptop or anything like that, you yeah. can always do it that way as well. So record, it, record your question or record
0: anything you want to talk about on the podcast. And your voice may appear on this podcast. Yeah. If your voice isn't good enough, we'll still ask you a question. We answer every single question. And if you want to support us, uh, uh, you can help fund us on Patreon. Patreon is a a funding website where you subscribe on a one-off basis or a monthly basis. And you get um, exclusive behind-the-scenes material. And all that money is spent on um, expanding the podcast and the live event and the people's countryside general work and by and we do that by engaging other people in the creative industry to support that industry and helps expand our work and the, the environment's voice uh, if you don't actually want to uh, fund us just press follow on our patreon page and you'll get all the public posts on there that may not be posted anywhere else on on social media and so you don't miss out on anything how can they find us on patreon Patreon.com for Sussex People's Countryside.
1: We have 8 uh, sensible levels of uh support and one silly level of support. Yeah. Um yeah. so go and check it out and definitely check out the silly one because it is it is really silly.
0: And it, you have to meet a very strict criteria to be allowed to subscribe to it.
1: Very strict criteria. Yeah. Because without Stuart, I'd be nothing. So I've been Stuart the Wild Man Mabber. He's been William Mankelow. Thanks for joining us with this bonus charade, and we'll see you in the next episode.